Hoo-wee. Golly gee wizards, is it hot out? <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's Dapper Dividends Podcast, episode number 190. How are you doing, everybody out there in the land of the living? The land of the lost? I remember Land of the Lost. That was a show when I was not an itty-bitty baby cheering, but I was somewhere I don't know where I was. That's way beyond my memory and pay grade. But how are you doing again? I hope you're doing well. It is steamy here in the land of Chicago. Chicago. We got the bears and the brats. We got all kinds of stuff going on here. And I will actually be leaving to departing the land of Chicago. Not for good. Don't get excited. We're just going to German Fest. Way up, yeah, hey there in Milwaukee. The MKE, the kids all call it. Going to German Fest. Going to have some fun, I hope. And uh, doing some family stuff out there. But yeah, it is, you know, it's a funny thing that I started reading a book and <laughs> puts things in perspective. Today was really hot that I had to work out in the sun and is stupid heat index of, I don't know, 105 or something. Just, it was just, you could cut the humidity with the knife. It was so thick. And I'm listening to this book called on Hoopla, the free, the fabulous and free Hoopla app. And it's called the escape artist. Wow. It's about a gentleman named Rudolf Verba. Uh, that's his change name, and it's essentially these two gentlemen, <laughs> these two Jews, they escaped from Auschwitz, and they got their story out to the world, and it is just insane. They, Dude, they hid for three days. You, you know, they, they wanted to recount and tell the world about the horrors, and this was in April of four, 1944 that they escaped. They had been there for two years. The dude was 19, and it was just... The craziest story, really, it, it's like watching a movie, but it really puts things in perspective and being like, oh, yeah, I'm working out here in the sun and I got a few positions that I'm down on and this and that. It's like, oh, my goodness, the horrors that they recount. I won't regale you with them, but the way they got out, very crazy. There was a construction area between the inner perimeter and outer perimeter of Auschwitz. And they found a hollowed out area that of this building where they were able to hide. And there was a Russian captive that was there with them and was part of the resistance, like the underground resistance. And he told them that what they would need to do is there's a trick. You line the floorboards, you, you pack it. Well, they had people helping them, so they packed it with... Alco- uh, gasoline soaked tobacco <laughs> and that would throw off the scent of the dogs they had never tested it and it actually worked so apparently the dogs weren't able to smell them uh they were they camouflaged them, their scent was really ingenious but anyway point being these two guys with the space of essentially two coffins had to lay for three days and well partially four days and three nights and dude, their muscles had started to atrophy. Uh, they did, uh, are the hero of the story, Rudolph. A true story, by the way. Had a uh, luminescent watch so they could watch the time, and it was just the most sad and fascinating thing to think. There was so many lives lost, but by his act of doing that, and then not just that, but that was half the story. But once they escaped, 
getting the 75 miles to the Slovakian border where they had people there that would help them. It was just, what a story. It really puts things in perspective. And you read stuff like that and it's like, wow, we've got it pretty, pretty, pretty good. And it, it just makes me think that, you know, oh, by the way, again, we're going to talk about, so I, I can get lost. We're going to talk about some portfolio activity I had and you know, a few other things that's uh, going on out there in the world of investing. But man, just to know some of the horrors that people have gone through in their life is really something. And we all have it pretty good, even those that are I guess the poorest among us don't have it as bad as being in a concentration camp in 1944. It's insane. So let's pick it up a little bit. (laughs) It gets a little heavy. But you know what's not a heavy experience? Going to Costco. Who went to Costco? Who's got two thumbs and went to Costco on last Sunday? That's right. This guy and his family did. We joined for a year. Give it a go. Give it a spin. We're going to check it out. See what it's all about. We had bought the executive package. I don't know. The executive card where you get 2% back every year. And we got a $30 discount because I'm a veteran. So you had to use ID.me and you got a discount code. And you got thir- we're going to get $30 to spend at Costco. But we'll be able to find something. So I uh, did a little bit of fire research. And it turns out that if you have the executive where you get 2% back, they say if you spend about $500 a month at Costco, then you will get your membership fee. The $120 is what it costs for executive. It's 60 bucks for the Gold Star, the low plat, plat, uh, plat platform. No, the low level, I guess. So, yeah, we're members of Costco. Oops, sorry there. I hope I didn't blow your eardrums out. So we're members of Costco, and we're going to do the whole Costco thing. See if... Uh, See if we like it better than Aldi. We're pressure. We are particular to Aldi. And we did see Aldi in Ireland. And they also have something that's kind of like a sister type store called the Lidl. L-I-D-L. Which was uh, pretty cool in and of itself. And away we go. Another day is here. And you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So earnings are out. We've got earnings up the wazoo. I love listening to earnings calls for companies I'm invested in. And I use the quarter app for that ticker Q-U-R-T-R. Q-U-A-R. No, Q-U-R-T-R. I should have written it down, everybody. But you know, you know me. Just do Q-U-R-T-R. Quarter. It's the quarter. We're going to get some worders and some quarters. Word, Wordermill and 
But one thing that's cool is they have this little AI feature. AI. Is it AI, Dad? It's truly AI. What you can do is you can put a word and it'll scrub every single earnings call that comes out and alert you when that word was mentioned or that phrase. And of course, you know, me, Mr. Dividend, I'm like, I put dividend. I want to know every time. Okay. okay, ladies and gentlemen, there are a... I won't say... the. I try and keep this PG. There's a insane amount of companies that pay a dividend because I had like 70 notifications today. It's nonstop. Companies I've never heard of that all had the word at least dividend mentioned one time in the earnings call. So I'm going to have to refine that because it's just been too much and I would need a full-time job to keep up with that. But anyway, cool app. They got the earnings slides for all the companies. You know, you can put in your follows and every time one of the companies you follow releases their earnings call, you can listen to it, which today I listened to McDonald's, which is interesting. They had, they beat earnings and the Grimace dude, right away. They're talking about Grimace, giving a shout out to the, the big, the big purple G man and uh cosmics C O S M C O S. I forget how they spell it, but the, the last, the MC, is like McDonald's. So, yeah, C-O-S-I-M-C. It's cosmic. No, C-O-S-M-C is what it was. Look at this. They confused me, McDonald's. You're not spelling words properly and correctly and correctly. It is incorrectly. So I'm trying to do it correct. Anyways, it's like I think they said they were testing it out in China. Oh, my God. We almost turned into Donald Trump there. China. Uh, anyway, so that is uh, something interesting. The It's like a little tiny, like smaller McDonald's from what I can tell. I don't know. I'm going to look into it, but they're going to be coming here. So that's going to be interesting. But Intel, I didn't listen to them. They are up. Uh, I'll tell you about, well, I'll tell you now. I was going to save it. No, I'll save it for later. And then uh, I also listened to Vici Properties, which I'll have more on Vici Properties in a minute. So those were the two I listened to today. Now, what do we have here? Well, a little bit of interesting that I wanted to tell you Sunday night. I'm going to try this out with my, uh, actually I have it in the drawer right here by me. I have a very, <laughs> I have not a very cool, I have a Mr. Beast bar. And if you're into ASMR, you can like that, but it's a Mr. Mr. Beast bar. It's a feastable is what he calls it. And I'm going to try a, we're with my kids, hopefully. I told them they're doing it. I may have to drag a couple of them in front of the live stream. Uh, you know, 15 and almost 16 and 15 year old girls aren't going to want to do it. But I'm luring them with chocolate. They like candy. They like chocolate. So I'm going to say we're going to do a taste test. Uh, I got to figure out how I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll break off little chunks into uh, little solo cups so they don't know what they're eating. And I will see which one that they prefer. I'll even try it too. So a little bit of a taste test. But if you don't know, Mr. Beast is going after Hershey's. So I listened to him on a podcast, oh, maybe a month ago or so with Colin and Samir. There are some YouTubers. <laughs> and they had Mr. Beast on. Check this out. 
I clipped this together where Mr. Beast is explaining kind of what he's trying to do going up against Hershey's. Chocolate for the last hundred years, especially in America, has been owned by four companies. And like no one has been able to get in there. It's like Hershey's, Mars, Mars mm-hmm. Lint, and Ferraro. And it's just, it's pretty crazy. Like, but even most of it, it's just Hershey's and Mars. They own, mm-hmm. like, yeah. they do like 75% of chocolate revenue in America. And so it's kind of like, monopolistic almost like you can't if you have a successful chocolate company they'll just buy you or just like bully you so you don't get shelf space and so these guys like just own all the chocolate space and they don't innovate like a hershey's bar to me just tastes like yeah it tastes very processed and i don't Mm. i don't really like it so it's so fascinating to me like why why are there not new innovative you know snack products coming out more often it's because these guys just have all the shelf space and they have no need to innovate. Just You're just going to buy what's there and no one's really threatening them. So to me, it's fun to like put pressure on yeah. them and try to get as much shelf space as possible and you know try to figure out what they're doing, but better. Walmart does $4 billion a year in, in chocolate sales. Yeah. Wow. Not wow. just chocolate bars like this, but just across chocolate. anything with yeah. chocolate in it. Okay. The thing is like there's resets. And so our chocolate per like per skew, if you put Feastables yeah. there, sells like crazy compared to every other chocolate company. But the thing is like they only like once a year reset and like yeah. evaluate oh you're selling x amount of volume we should give you more space mm. our company yeah. is very new so we are way overdue well, for infinitely more shelf space we're just waiting for the next reset not- so i mean more power to him that hey you know he's like dude there it's like a chocolate monopoly going on out there especially in america that's what do you say 75 percent is uh mars and uh hershey's so that's gonna be interesting to to see as he can grow. And I didn't realize that, that that's what Walmart does. They do a reset after a year. They take account, see what did good, get more of that, more shelf space. What did bad? Let's peel that back. So uh, there's a link, by the way, to a, in the notes below, to a little article from the Bear Cave, uh, their Substack, which is all the short report. They look for things that are bad going on with the company and then they try and magnify it. So people that are short that can make money when a stock goes down in price that they can get on that. So click that below. There's a um, a little thing about Mr. Beast over there. So speaking of that though, staying on topic with Hershey's and Mr. Beast just came out today. Hershey's raised their dividend 15 percent that dividend yield is 2.04 percent so it's right at that five-year average and any weakness in Hershey's I really would like to pick them up and be an individual investor so yeah we invest through them in uh, or into them through uh, mutual funds right so I'm looking right now that alphaspread.com who I like using for their intrinsic values they have an intrinsic value, the base case of $182.52, current price $233, so that's making them about 22% overvalued, and the worst case, $138, so not much of a margin of safety. You don't think they're going anywhere, and looking at the transactions, the insiders are selling, so I'm just checking this out for the first time right now. On July 14th, uh, the chairman, president, and CDO Mikhail Buck. I didn't listen to them. I'm assuming that's a male. M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Buck. Sold 14,251 shares with an average price of $238. So uh, pretty interesting that there's been a lot of sailing. Sailing? Sailing the chocolate seas. It's so wonderful. (laughs) 
I don't know. If you're new to the program, hey, this is what I do. It's my thing. I kind of just, you know, I, I, I'll reel it in, but I like having fun and I look forward to this. So anyways, a little bit more dividend stock news for you. Why? Well, because I want to. <laughs> That's why. What do we got here? So we have Kimberly Clark had their outlook refreshed. 3.62% yield. This is all, by the way, coming to you from simplysafedividends.com. Just a couple things they got. They also have Next Era Partners, ticker NEP, raise their dividend 1.4%, which they've been raising it every quarter since they came out. And that's one that my buddy Jeremy from Dividend Stockpile got me looking at. But they're so big. I believe it's Next Era Partners. Reel that back. I'm going to walk that back. I'm not 100% certain that it was Next Era Partners. I think it was, though. Anyway, they're, uh, they were a little hard for me to understand outright. Cintas, they do uniforms. I understand them. They raised their dividend 17%, which is four decades of annual payout growth. That's over 40 years, people. That's how long four, day, four decades is. Uh, ticker WASH, Washington Trust, they say has no plans to cut the dividend. That's interesting with their 7.13% fat-ass yield on that. They get a score of borderline safe, which is 60. J&J, uh, &J, they announced the Kenview Exchange offer. So I'm going to skim this and tell you what it is in a nutshell. I'm not going to be getting any Kenview, but if you did want to, you would get a 7% discount. So per Simply Safe Dividends, that they say for every $100 of J&J stock that you would tender, you would receive $107.53 of Kenview. So that's a 7% discount if you wanted those shares. Uh, Kenview has a 3.3%-ish dividend yield, which is higher than J&J's 2.8% dividend yield. And the shares would be tax-free, so you would get 7% discount and higher dividend income out of the gate. So in a nutshell, if you were to tender 100 shares valued at, the, when they wrote this article, $17,289, those J&J shares, which means it was $172.89 a share. <laughs> You would receive 764 shares of Kenview valued at $18,591. There is that $100 to $107.53 ratio. And your annual dividend income, dividend, I'm reading and stumbling out, your dividend income annually, of course, would go up. So that's a something for you to see if you want to decide at. If you don't know Kenview, they have, so it's, Consumer health products, meaning like you got Tylenol, Benadryl, Motrin, Zyrtec, Band-Aid, Neutrogena, things like that. Uh, your consumer facing on the shelf at Walgreens, things like is uh, what Kenview does. So they're not going anywhere. They're, they're going to be a stable company, but I think there's a lot more upside as we, we talked about with old Count Duarte at the helm with J&J, uh, &J, which is going to remain the med tech, medical tech, and the um, pharmaceutical. I was almost blanking there. So that's that about J&J. &J. We had another dividend increase, though. 
Check it out. Community Trust, ticker CTBI, a regional bank, raised their dividend 4.5%. That's their 43rd straight year, and I guess they're down there in Kentucky. Kentucky. 4.78% dividend yield. And look at that. They get a safety score of 92. Very safe. They upgraded Corning, ticker OC, Owens Corning, from 48 borderline safe to 60 borderline safe. 1.50% dividend yield. We talked about Hershey's with the 15% dividend increase. They have a safety score of 93. Very safe. And... Shell, ticker S-H-E-L, raise their dividend yet again. That is what, one, eh, not three quarters in a row quite, but that dividend did raise, and now it's a 4.36% yield. And it says, though, because I can read to you that the hikes of the dividend was 15%, but it's still below 30%. Uh, Why don't I just read you the headline because I'm having a struggle in here. I'll do it like this. Shell hikes their dividend by 15%, but payout remains around 30% below pre-pandemic rate. So even though they've raised it again 15%, they're 30% below the pre-pandemic. I'm struggling there. And last but not least, each and everybody listening, to you beautiful people, and you are beautiful people because you're listening to this right yeah, podcast program, Ticker SWK, Stanley Black and Decker raised their dividend 1.3%, which is their 56th consecutive year. And aside from their uh, t- mid-2021 raise, where they went from 70 to 79 cents, that is now their raise in 2022 was to 80 cents, a penny, and now 81 cents, another penny. So kind of following following that trajectory of 3M with the penny increases, And some of these companies, I think that they're trying to preserve cash, man, on the balance sheet is what they're doing. So, okay, what did I buy, though? Well, I'll tell you what I exited first. First, I exited out of 3M. Fully, totally, completely done and gone with 3M as an individual holding. Now, I still have you know, exposure to them inside of SCHD, which is good enough for me right now. And I expect them to make a full recovery one day, but the whole earplug litigation hasn't even gotten through. I saw from the PFAS agreement, there's some, they're getting challenged on that and it's probably going to be reviewed and they may have to pay more. So, you know, their revenue has been declining. It's just the business is, it's there. It's going to be okay, but I mean, that's going to be a massive It's not play money even if it was 30 billion or something between the two lawsuits. Like that's money that's not going back into the business and you have to think that that's going to affect something down the line and it's just you know, I just took the opportunity. They had some bizarre earnings in my opinion. Everything was adjusted. Everything was non-gap. I even saw adjusted free cash flow conversion. I don't know what the hell that is. I've never seen adjusted free cash flow conversion before. But, hey, they did it and more power to them with their adjusted organic growth and adjusted sales. What the hell is adjusted sales? How do you adjust the sales? I, I don't know, man. It's just... 
I don't like it. So the market likes it though. Everyone kept buying and I sold, I had 10 shares left. I sold five at $109 and five at $112.25. Yeah, I wish I would have waited for them all to run up instead of selling around 100 bucks. But we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, that's another thing. GDP numbers were really good. You know, if the uh, Fed raised another quarter point, you know, whatever, another 25 bips, they call it, basis points. We don't know what's going to happen. But I will stick to my guns and my firm belief that good businesses will continue to be in demand, maybe in the short term. And the short term could be a year or two even with things going on in the macro environment. But... Honestly, if you are convicted that this business is going to be around and profitable in five years, 10 years time, 15, it's probably just going to be good to buy and hold. And like, I think Warren Buffett said something to the effect of like, time will make you rich. That's it, man. Just hold, stick with these good businesses, especially the dividend paying businesses that we like. Why? Well, we want to not have to sell stock, but still receive income. It's a lot more difficult that way. But hey, that's what we're working forward to. And maybe we never fully get there. Even if our dividend income one day supplants 50% of our annual expenses, man, that is just fan-tiddly-tastic. So we exited 3M. I'm going to review it. I'm going to sleep on it. Intel beat earnings. They're still down from like a year ago and two years ago, but they beat earnings and they were up almost 9% in after hours trading. So I have a cost basis of a little over $41. I was talking to my buddy Harris about this, which by the way, man, Costco, huh? Them chickens, get them chickens early because people line up and apparently they will fight you for those $4.99 rotisserie chickens at Costco. (laughs) I did a caw caw. If I was slicker, it would have been, sorry, I made myself cough there a little bit. But what were we talking about now before I took, we're all talking about the chickens and Costco? Uh, something about my buddy Harris, I completely forgot it. Oh, oh yes, that you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. But, you know, it's the good bit, I don't know. I completely lost it and I was trying to cover for myself. It was not working. So moving along. I may be getting out of Intel. Oh, that's what it was. I was telling them my cost basis is like 41, I don't know, $41.43. And if we're around 40 bucks tomorrow, I may get greedy and sell a covered call, try and get out and exit with a few extra bucks. But I don't know. I'm going to sleep on it. We'll see. Uh, I don't understand the business of Intel. I don't understand what gives them a competitive advantage. I see some of the politics of what they're trying to do with the Chips Act and all that. You know, I'll just I'll just be happy having exposure to them inside of mutual funds uh, instead of owning them outright and sticking with nobody knowing what's going to happen. I bought more Target, a couple more shares in the low 130s. Dude, it was pushing 138 today or hit 138. I have full faith and credit of my mind <laughs> that. Target in the near future will be over $140 a share. You know, things are going to subside. The, the economy is looking like we may hit a soft landing, right? The Fed's canceling the recession talk. So it's just a matter of time. Still a good business. You know, I know people excoriated me. There's a $20 word. I was going to say a $10 word, but then my brain was like, 
why are you cheaping yourself out? Make it a $20 word. That's what, that's what that little delay was for a $20 word. People excoriated me. They're going out of business and you're investing in a pedophile company. It's okay. That's all noise. You have to have your own conviction. And my conviction was Target's going to be just fine. They're going to survive. They're not going anywhere. Uh, I also sold a PepsiCo $195 covered call, my first one in a long time, for $26, which gave me a, uh, well, I'll tell you about the adjusted cost basis. Anyway, I shared that on Twitter, but $26, that's 26 cents a share that my average price per share lowered. But I didn't get 26, I got 25.34 because for Schwab, every time per contract, that you buy and sell an option, you pay them 66 cents. And that's uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. But I adjusted my PepsiCo shares. Uh, little chart. I will put a link to this in the notes below if you want to see this. But what I did, I have on there the current share price and yield of PepsiCo from the 25th of July. My average, which is my average cost is 150 bucks. And the yield on cost is 3.37. And then I listed a column for the dividends received from all my PepsiCo shares total and all the options income and then spread that out across my 100 shares and what that looks like is adjusting my share price down, which is $11.40, gives me a, a, a <laughs> my adjusted average share price of $138.97. Yield on costs of 3.64%. And that's what I did with that. PepsiCo, everybody. Bought a couple more shares of Realty Income at 63.75. Bought five more shares today of Vici at 32.02. Vici Properties, what I really love about them. So their bread and butter is Vegas, right? Casinos, Vegas, triple net lease. The operators pay for everything. They own the real estate, but they're really... I'm a big fan of their CEO, Ed Petoniak. He is trying to build this company out into experiential. Um, oh, I forgot the name of it. I didn't write it down. Canyon Ranch or Canyon Creek, something down there. In They invested, um, I want to say, $150 million into Canyon Creek. Uh, just more experiential things for families. They did the... <laughs> I should have wrote all this is embarrassing. I you know, this is what happens when you have 10 million things running through your head. But the great not Great Wolf Lodge, something with wolf in its name, like a family park resort type thing. And then they're even expanding into gaming in Canada. So I love it. He's got big aspirations to expand beyond gaming but still stay in that circle of competence which I'm going to trust them that they are. So uh, real estate, because of the rate rise, real estate got hit a little bit hard today. Uh, and then one thing interesting we had happen. Well, I bought two more shares of SCHD at seventy-five forty-five. Boy, I miss buying those right around seventy bucks a share. But I think that we're at like one hundred thirty-one shares now in the Roth of SCHD. Oh, and by the way, I'll be talking to SCHD Stan, our friend Craig. He will be my interview for next week's podcast. And our friend here is over a thousand shares of SCHD, so we're gonna get all into that with him. We're we're gonna get all up in SCHD with with uh, Craig goes by SCHD Stan, and 
Anyway, there was a mandatory merger. Reminds me of mandatory Metallica. I used to listen to that back in the day on the radio, car radio, before the Bluetooth streaming came along. But um, LSI, Life Storage, the merger happened, got paid a dividend, and then they did the mandatory merger. My 20 shares of LSI converted into 17 shares of extra space storage. But we also got $133.14 of cash in Lou. Who's Lou? Big Lou. No, not Big Lou. It was cash in L-I-E-U, like Luau Lou. Is I know that's not how you spell it. But anyway, so there was no fractional shares done in the exchange. So they gave me, they knew I would have 17 full shares and then everything extra that would have been a fractional share, you just get that in cash handed to you. So I got a little bit to invest with. And that's, uh, I'm, you know, I, I should have pulled the trigger. EXR was right around 150 bucks a share. Uh, they adjusted my cost basis to right around, I think, 108 or so. By the way, the dividend tracker link is below if you want to see my portfolio and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's right around 143 now, and I think I might hold it fast for that 150 dollar range and I'd like to I'd like to get a hundred shares of Vici so sooner or later I'll start peeling off a few shares here and there or all in one big fell swoop of EXR to bump up my Vici position which I think is at 45 now and bump that up I'm gonna get that to a hundred shares and uh, and then I wrapped it up seven more shares of Harrow Health they don't pay a dividend I am a big fan of their CEO Mark Baum uh, he wants to grow the business. He wants to dominate the eye care pharmaceutical industry, which I can never pronounce the name. Ophthalmologic, I think is the way you say it. And he's trying to rival Bausch and Lohm and a lot of that with, with things that they have. That made an acquisition of two more uh, businesses, issued shares to raise the money to do that, which is fine because in the long run, if this works out, it's going to be great for Harrow Health. And at, you know, low 20s, man, where they're going, I could easily see them at 40 or 50 bucks a share in the not-too-distant future. So we'll see about that. And that's uh, what I did with all that. So, man, you know, I'm sad that we have to go here, and it's, it's that time again. But I miss you. And if I was next to you, I'd give you a hug. Is it wrong? No. It's only wrong if we don't have clothes on. What is he saying? I don't know. He's saying it's time to go. So everybody, thank you for listening and supporting the channel and hanging out with me and letting me rap at you for about... You know, it's a funny thing. It's a funny, funny thing, everybody. I thought tonight, I was like, I might do a quick one. Make it like 15 minutes. And I felt like now I'm like, I'm just getting warmed up 30 minutes in. Anyway, so check out the quarter app. Q-U-A-R-T-R. -R. I just looked because my phone lit up. Who do I have an alert from? Oh, it's because there are Juniper Networks, dividend mentioned two times, and Mandela's dividend was mentioned two times, and then something called Immolibiaria Colonial Associimi was meant. You see what I mean? I got to change that. It's just too nutty-nutty over here. So everybody, thank you. Have some fun this weekend. And you know what? If it's not okay, it's going to be okay. Why is it going to be okay? Because you're going to still be sunny side up. 
You never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And uh, I know what next Thursday will bring. Another podcast for you. So come on back, y'all. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week. So long, everybody.